Spirit, thank you so much for bringing us together. Thank you so much for this space that we're all in together. Please help me to speak this clearly, help all the tech stuff to work well, help um, us not to have any complications or any difficulty and just really enjoy this and, and really come here to learn what it is that we're here to learn. Thank you. All right, let me, um, all right, so now we're just back to me. Ong namo guru dev namo. All right, so today's lesson is about, is about surrender. And I'll be, I'm gonna be super straight up with you. I spent three months where I was in a state of like complete surrender, where I was like, whatever's going on, I'm just gonna let this break me. I was learning a lot of lessons, things with my sons, totally like non-health issue, but shit with my sons, health had like reached a fucking peak for me. And it wasn't even his health, it was his teeth. But I didn't want to, I didn't feel like talking about it. But that had reached a peak. I had also had this kind of like existential crisis where I'm like, what am I doing? I don't give a shit about the things that I used to give a shit about. I basically had like a huge internal renunciation where I was like, fuck money, <laughs> fuck money. And I was completely surrendered to that. You know, I did a I did a workshop that was so amazing and it was $150. It was Sadhguru's. And I was just like, dude, why am I charging money for anything? I kind of only want to sell $150 products. Then I it took me a, a while to realize that Sadhguru has millions and millions and millions of followers. So he has millions of people buying his $150 workshop. And when he only had a few people, uh, you know, when he only had a few thousand people kind of like where I am now, he probably had to charge way more for stuff because, you know, the, he had a big business to support. But his entire organization, Isha, is run only by volunteers, which is amazing. But I don't actually accept volunteers in my business. I don't do interns or anything like that, or at least I haven't yet because I really believe – I. I can't preach to people all day long that, like, they should really – value themselves and learn how to like market themselves and not accept and not work for free. I can't preach that and then have people not on my payroll. So our businesses were structured super differently, but because I felt like I was just like in a state of surrender at that point, I wasn't looking into some of the deeper, some of the more 3D issues that were at that were just going on in my life. So let me make this really clear. I, I was like, okay, fuck money. I don't wanna do this anymore. I just wanna see like what happens when I'm not doing anything. I just wanna be surrendered and let the universe bring to me like what it is that I need. And I went from making $40,000 a month down to making $10,000 a month for three months in a row. Now, it's still a lot of money and I learned some amazing lessons and I really did need to reframe stuff. So it's not like I was doing things wrong. But at the end of the first month, I felt ready. I was like, you know, okay, cool. I'm really stoked that we made 10 grand this month, but I'm ready to go back to making 40 grand and I couldn't lift my income back up. So I wasn't actually looking to what my responsibility was like I didn't I was thinking that the whole financial thing was like a spiritual conspiracy that I was allowed to make so much money and if I wasn't allowed to I wouldn't make that you know and let me know if you if you resonate with that Stephanie are you able to hear are you able to hear me yet hopefully she can hear me but just go ahead and, and put in the chat if you're unable to so I wasn't really looking to myself. I was looking to the stars, you know, okay, this is happening to me. And I, I, in my head, I was in a state of like total surrender. Okay, great. In my head, I was in a state of total surrender, but actually that wasn't really what was going on because the reason I'm telling you this story is to say that like the dance between effort and surrender is a dance and it's a fine line and it's not static. Like you don't get there and stay there. It's something we have to keep recalibrating and we have to keep reworking. So the intention behind this lecture on surrender is to help you understand what this, how to know when it's actually your turn. At what point are you supposed to be surrender and what specifically does surrender 
look like? Because surrender is like one of the most, it's acceptance. It's the exact same thing. And whether you accept something or not, like it's happening. It doesn't matter how you fucking feel about it. This is what's going on. This is the current state of affairs. In my business, the current state of affairs was like, I'm making 10 grand and I used to be making 40. What's happened here? But it's a, it's a dance and it's something that I'm still working on, that I'm still figuring out. So I'm telling you seriously, like just a few months ago, this was, this was the state of affairs. But because I was like super attached to this concept of surrender, which is like, well, let me just lay here and like hope things come to me. It really doesn't work like that. And the thing about all teachings is that it's so paradoxical. Like technically, yes, you could just surrender and things would be fine. but if you're sitting around not doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing because you're like, oh, I'm just letting the universe handle it, I guarantee you, you're going to watch your like money dwindle. So yeah, the intention of this discussion is to help you find out like, how do I know when it's, it's time for me to surrender? So when I was finally, I call this energy, like fuck the universe energy, fuck the universe energy, because anytime I've Anytime I've gone really broke or to a financial situation that felt uncomfortable, it was usually because I thought that I was surrendering. And every time I've had a big financial breakthrough, it's always because I had this thought of like, you know what? Fuck the universe. So the first time that this happened, I, um, I bought a sauna and I also bought a, a group coaching workshop by Gail Larson, uh, a public speaking workshop. And I had seen these things. I had been wanting a sauna. I knew it was $3,000. I'd been wanting a sauna for like three months, manifesting and surrendering, manifesting and surrendering, visualizing myself running my hands over the cedar for like three months. That's what I was visualizing. And we were not anywhere, at no point did we have more than maybe a couple hundred dollars left over after bills. So it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen. And I was starting to get a little bit frustrated. I hadn't signed a client in a while because I was like visualizing it, but it wasn't happening. And um, I was like, maybe the universe just doesn't want me to have this right now, blah, 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 whatever. So I had the sauna, $3,000 worth of desire, something solid, something where I'm like, I'm not trying to build my own in the backyard. Like, this is what I want. This is how much it costs. This is when I want it. And then when Gail Larson's speaking course showed up for the first time, that was $1,700. And I knew that I had to do it. I really, really wanted to do it. And so in that moment, I just had, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Seriously, fuck the universe. I'm so sick of visualizing a sauna. I want an actual sauna here. And I have 15 days to enroll in this speaking academy if I want to get the one-on-one -on -one session with this coach I've been wanting to work with forever. So I need this money now. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. And I signed two clients in that two weeks. It was $10,000 was my rate then. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. $10,000 in two weeks. I had, two, had signed two clients. And I was like, but I had decided that I was going to do it. I had decided that, you know, this is happening no matter what, no matter what, this is going to happen. And I'm not going to quit until I get the results that I want. And as a result, like those two weeks, I kept at it. I was like, okay, I'm looking for a client. This is what I want it to be. DM me if you're ready. And I said, I'm going to show up online every single day until I get this result. And so when I signed the first client that happened in like two days, I was like, damn, because I had decided now when I was still in my like surrender mode, I wasn't doing things like that because I'm, I was just waiting for the universe to bring me stuff. And that doesn't work. I've had so many clients come to me absolutely miraculously, but every single one of them came to me because I put something up on my Instagram that said, I have a coaching spot for sale right now. You should come into it. They all responded to an ad. Now, not like a, a paid ad, but because I had actually said I'm open for business. Those were, that was the reason why people came to me. And so after I signed the first client, I had to really be hard on myself, be like, don't get lazy because you got that cash injection. Remember the goal was $10,000. So we're signing another client, signing another client, super miraculously, like six days later, yes, another client came to me. It was super miraculous. I was totally surrendered, but I was also determined. 
And I was like, I'm not waiting for the universe to make this happen for me. So if we look at this story, it seems totally paradoxical because I absolutely had not surrendered the results. You know, I said, I need to make 10 grand. I'm going to make 10 grand and I'm not stopping until I make 10 grand. And I did. The thing is, is that if I had been totally sur like surrendering by the book, it's like, okay, I'm here, I'm chilling, I'm allowing things to flow to me, I'm going with the flow, I'm not doing things when I'm not inspired, I'm just staying in the flow, I'm just staying in the flow, and we'll see what comes to me. Like, it's, it's equally both teachings at the same time. And everybody that you look up to will tell you that, like, it's been hard work. Every single breaking broke. I was in tears having to shoot that for the first time. I had barely any time to do it. It was super out of my comfort zone. It was super fucking hard for me. It was super, super hard for me. Writing A Course in Miracles, 365 lessons. I cried through probably 300 of those lessons. It was super, super hard for me. Super hard to get that first draft of a book out. Spirituality 101, same thing. It took me like three months to work up the courage to sit in front of that camera. Really hard when I did it. From scratch, oh my God, I tried to build up my entire pregnancy. It was really hard when I finally did it, you know, three or four months postpartum, but I did it. So like everything that I, all of the results and stuff that I have, have been a result of really hard work and of being completely prepared to like go into action the thing is is that like also what was going on through every single one of those days when I was like you know what this is the this is the results that I want to have I was praying I was asking for direction I was meditating I was visualizing the outcome so I was putting in a lot of work but I was also telling the universe like work with me on this please show me what it is that you want me to do because the the bottom line is like, what makes you happy also makes the universe happy. But I'm setting up, like I'm setting up my 2020 right now and I'm realizing that I am now getting to do a lot of the things that I had tried to do in like 2016 before I was making a lot more money. So like living in Europe, yeah, I went and lived in Budapest in Greece for a month. But at that time, I was with friends who were really shitty and I was putting it all on my credit card. So I wasn't able to to really enjoy it. I was trying to live a version of success that I hadn't personally built up to yet. And as a result, it was super depressing. It was super expensive. And I was having a really hard time. I was unable to enjoy it because I knew that I couldn't afford it. And it was really stressing me out. So as I've like built my own wattage up to be able to handle more success, now I can do these same things over again. And, but this time really enjoy them this time, really do it right. I was talking to a client of mine who was feeling really guilty that she was Japanese and had never been to Japan. And I was like, listen, you just don't want to go to Japan when you only have three grand to spend. You're going to be there for four days getting over jet lag. And then it's back home. You'll not be able to get any good souvenirs. You won't be able to see anything except for like the one hood. It's going to suck. So it's a lot better to wait and go when it is that you, you can't handle it. Like all of these desires and stuff, you want it because you're meant to have it, but because you're meant to have it does not mean it's going to be handed to you. And when I look back over the growth that I've had in, you know, four years of business right now, it's the end of the year. So I'm like really taking stock of like how 2019 went and what is it that I'm trying to call in for 2020. But when I look back out of all over all of these moments, you know, my first 10 grand month, I was saying, fuck the universe. I'm going to do this by myself. My first passive income, I said, fuck the universe. So bug creo is not working. I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to do fine. I'm going to do it by myself. When I had my first $40,000 month, again, I fucked the universe. I'm going to do this. I put together a huge launch, everything. This year, I've learned so much about business. I put in so much work. I read books that are really difficult to understand. I work with teachers that are really expensive to work with. I'm ruthless about questioning myself. I've been doing my meditations. I've been doing my Kriyas. I've been exercising. I've been eating. I do. It takes everything. I'm, I'm working the best that I can in all areas of my life because this is how God knows. So think about, we'll talk about the concept as, as of the divine mother Yamaya today. 
And if this seems a little arbitrary to you, there's a couple of factors. You know, if you had a weird relationship with your mom, it's very difficult to imagine a benevolent, loving mother figure. But I can promise you that if you ever have kids, it's the best gift because you realize like, oh my God, the way that I feel about my kids is how God feels about me. So compassion the ultimate like energy of the universe is compassion and compassion is allowing you to make mistakes, to fall down, to fall flat on your butt because it helped you to learn. Like if you had, think about like a spoiled, just kind of shitty attitude, what some people would call like the trust fund baby archetype. Although I know many, many, many people with trust funds and they're not dicks at all. Um, but the kind of like trust fund baby archetype, where it's somebody that never works for it. Every time they need money, someone comes to bail them out. And as a result, they feel like they haven't earned anything in their life. So when, when people, you know, that experience this, that feel like a spoiled trust fund baby, because they really feel like they've never had to work for anything. They feel super guilty and alienated from society. And people don't really like them, except for their own siblings or people who grew up in a similar way. And it sucks, you know? And so if you had, if the universe, if the divine mother was not compassionate and just always bailed you out every time you needed it, when you were looking back at the last four years of your career, you would be like, oh man, I've been so blessed. The universe really likes me. I don't know how I did any of that. Like, I don't know how that all came together. And but not in like a good way, not in like, a, oh my God, we co-created this so well. You would feel like, well, what the fuck, you know? And anytime you want something, you're expecting a miracle instead of feeling empowered. There's like no empowerment there. Whereas if you look, if I look back on my career and I'm like, yes, I paid 15 grand to work with that coach. I immediately started seeing these results. I did everything that she told me to do. I really worked it. And as a result, I, I upped my income to this degree, or I read that really business book, but I implemented all the technologies. And as a result, my wealth is constantly increasing without me having to work hard for it. But that wasn't because sometimes a miracle comes in the form of a business book. A lot of times a miracle comes in the form of a spiritual teacher. Hey, I can save you time. I can explain this to you exactly what it is that you were wanting to know. I can do this. I can show you how it fits your life. Like a lot of times miracles show up like that. A lot of times miracles show up as unexpected bills. Like for example, right after I had Reiner, I was in surrender mode because I felt like society kind of demanded a 40 day postpartum, you know, and like you're a bad mom if you're not in bed for 40 days. But I love being creative. Like that to me brings me so much joy and pleasure in my life. So I was like trying to force myself to not work or be on my phone postpartum. Meanwhile, like we really needed fucking money. Like for real. I think we needed a, we needed a bed because we didn't have one to sleep. Like we had a bed, but it was tiny. We needed a bed. We needed all of this other stuff. We had just moved into a new house. We had to furnish it. There's, you know, a lot of things that we needed. And it was only because the well went dry. We had a, you know, living in the desert, we have a baby, we had cloth diapers, our well promptly ran dry. We didn't really think about, you know, we didn't really think about if diapers were the most eco-friendly option in the desert. I don't think we realized like how real the water um, situations are in the desert. But it wasn't until the well went dry and all of a sudden it's a middle of a totally ordinary day and I'm made aware that we might need $20,000 really fast, $20,000 really fast. Now, the most I had ever made at that point was like, I, I think maybe, oh, I, I had made 20 grand before when we bought the truck and the camper, but I didn't know if I could repeat it. The thing is, it's like, I was feeling like it was a miracle. And so I was like, well, I wonder if God's going to bless me with 20 grand again. No, what had to happen was I had to put massive passive together. So I had to be like, okay, fuck the universe. No one's coming to save me. It's up to me, not my husband. There's no jobs out here. Even if my husband wanted to work, he wouldn't be able to. And if he did, it'd be for like $8 an hour for manual labor because we live so far out in the woods. There's just not jobs. And I made the commitment when he and I got together. I was like, I'll take care of us. Don't worry about it. I got this. You will be on baby duty. And so it was up to me. 
And I was like, holy shit, I got to make 20 grand. And so I did, you know, when I have these realizations that like, oh yeah, it is still on me too, though. Like I have to have a part, I've got to be working this. Otherwise the money seriously, I can get lazy so easily and the money just dries up because I stop staying hungry. You know, I get satisfied, I get comfortable and I'm like, oh, I'm surrendering. But that's not what surrender is. And this lecture has taken a totally different direction than I expected it to when I saw that, you know, I was like, oh, cool. We're talking about surrender. But it's something that has been coming up a lot with clients recently is like, listen, it's surrender, but it's also hard work. You will take every single step by yourself every single step by yourself. At times when a miracle comes in the form of an unexpected bill, finally lights a fire under your ass and it's like, let's make some money, bitch. And you're like, okay, let's do this. Um, it can be very hard, like in those moments, you know, it can be very hard in those moments and you actually wouldn't get through them if you didn't have the energy of surrender. So surrender allows you to work hard, but surrender is not being like, well, I guess this is happening to me. So I'm going to go lay, wake me up when it's over. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So, you know, as I'm mapping out 2020, we, I do my part with the universe. I think of the universe as being like a business meeting. I pray to divine, in other words, I pray to divine masculine and I also pray to divine feminine. So the core difference between praying to divine masculine and praying to divine feminine is like, just think about it as like the archetypal mom and dad. So like if you wanted money from your dad, let's say you wanted a you know $15,000 loan or something like that, you would have to present your dad with some kind of a business plan. This is what I want the money for. Here's how soon I think I could pay it back. You have everything on lock. You show up with your business self. You show up with your business self. You're like, here, this is how I think that we could do this. Now there's a good chance you might get turned down for the loan or that your dad says you might need to bring a little bit more integrity here, but you don't come to your dad without a plan. All right. So that's how you pray to divine masculine. I've, I've put together some notes. This is what I need. This is what I want. Here's how I think we can make this happen. What do you have? What would you think? that we've got to do for this. So now like I'm getting into my practice of divine masculine, I'm buying my big year long calendar and I'm thinking, which months did I have the best results? And the best results, why did I have such good results this month? Why did I have such good results last month? Oh, because I sold something every day, because I was selling something every day, because I launched this workshop, because I did this, because I did that, because I accepted payment plans, like really reviewing the results that I got. And being like, cool, how do I want to repeat that? How do I want to make this freaky deaky high income month a new normal for me? How can I map out the whole year being like, okay, first we're going to launch this and then we're going to launch that and then we're going to launch this and then we're going to launch that. And it's all this smooth journey, you know, where, and where I can say to the universe, I'm thinking that I want to make a million dollars next year. Here's how I'm thinking about doing it. What would you have me do? divine masculine? What would you, um, where, where should I be working a little bit more? Should I spend more money on advertising? Should I spend more money on camera equipment? Should I get photo shoots? Blah, 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 blah. But really mapping it out like that logistically, because it's so important. And I used to feel like, okay, well, you can just pray to divine feminine. But then I was meeting so many people, not no people that were working one-on-one -on -one with me because I could really like monitor them, be like, no, you have to work a little bit harder here. But with a lot of people that never bought any of my workshops, but just like attended Bruja and stuff would be like, well, I've been surrendering, but it's still not working. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Go get food stamps. Get out of your house. Go get a job. Tell your husband to go get a fucking job. Go like get the fuck out and make it happen because you can't just surrender. It's kind of like it's very very similar to sex. Like if you some people have been blessed to have rollicking orgasms from the first time something ever went up their vag. I am not one of those people. I did not enjoy sex until I was like, I don't know, maybe 25 or 26 years old. And even then when I started enjoying sex, it was only because of an improved relationship to my body, but it had nothing to do with pleasure. It was just the absence of insecurity during sex or the absence of, you know, a big chunk of insecurity during sex, but that it was not at all pleasure. Big Big orgasms, really enjoying it. It was never really like that exciting until I started after, because I always had boyfriends. Now, when I was single for a long time, I jerked off a lot. 
So you could consider that doing a lot of work, investigating what works for me. I've done the same thing in business, investigating what works for me, reading books on business theory and being like, how could I apply this to my business in a way that feels relaxed and intuitive, almost like bringing integrity to something I was already doing? How can I refine something I was already doing instead of like learning a whole new thing? The same with like masturbation through a masturbation practice, I was able to figure out what it was that like me and my vagina actually like. You know how many times I got fucking bent over a counter and fuck doggy style in my life? You know how many times I enjoyed that? Like almost zero, you know? But that was just my fucking drunk boyfriend way, you know? Like, oh yeah, cool. Like we drank, there's our wasted sex all the time. And, um, and it had nothing to do with pleasure for me. So it was only when I was really willing to start investigating my own vagina and what it is that I like and buying toys and really understanding like what orgasm is, where my G spot is, where PC muscles are that has allowed me to enter the game of sex. So that like when I'm, because it's the, the effort and surrender junction is super, super evident when you're having sex, you can be surrendered to the experience of having sex. Yes, I surrender. Have your way with me. I'm so excited to be here. Surrendering is me. Surrendering to the experience of sex means my brain is in this sex right now. My body is here in this sex right now. My spirit is here in this sex right now. I'm being present. I'm not checking my phone. I'm not worrying about business. So surrendering looks like a lot of actions that you're taking. No, I'm not going to permit business thoughts right now. No, I'm not going to permit insecurities right now. Like I'm going to be here for this. But if you're surrendering doesn't mean you're just laying there. Surrender means that you're like actively fucking back because that's what makes it feel good for you. Your own engagement. Like you wouldn't think that having, you know, just moving your hips around a bit would completely change the experience of sex for you, would completely change the experience of orgasm for you. Like you wouldn't think that because for so long during sex, I was just surrendered. I was basically like letting life fuck me, but I wasn't fucking it back. And as a result, I wasn't getting nearly what I wanted out of my life because I was like, oh, I'm just like surrendered to this. No, you have to learn how to consciously engage with sex. You have to learn how to consciously engage with life. And it's that really, you know, but when you're enjoying it, when you're like, yes, I totally, I love, I don't have to do Kundalini Kriyas. I choose to do Kundalini Kriyas because I like the way that they make me feel. And I like working the subtle body and bringing integrity to areas in my life that I know I'm struggling with. Like, for example, I know that there's got to be, it would, maybe it's just not the right time. So my mindset, the surrender mindset would be, hey, Everest, you've never gotten any press and when you have it's really sucked that's obviously like a story though right surrender would be like well it's just not my time right now okay that might be true but am i certain that there's not some type of internal work that i should be doing to boost that like for example maybe i should investigate if i have blocks around being seen if i have blocks around publicity if i have blocks to the right people finding me i can do a kundalini kriya to work that I can strengthen that. I can do this Kriya to get me in the rooms, all the rooms that I need to be in. I can work that, but I don't have to do it. I do it because I like the way that it makes me feel. I do it because I like the way that it makes me feel. I do it because I can do that. And there, you know, sometimes there's not a lot of moves that I can make. Sometimes I've taken my creative project as far as I can take it on my own. And there's nothing, there's nothing else that a human could do to fix it. It needs a third force. It needs a cosmic force. It needs help. In moments like that, I can do kundalini yoga. In moments like that, I can meditate. I can do affirmations. I can look at my vision board. I can put ads up. I can read business books. I can do all of these things to make myself stronger and, and more able to handle more. I can do the... In, in Ashtanga yoga, they say, do your practice, all is coming. So do it. But what is your practice? Like the universe will meet you halfway, 110%, if not more. The universe will definitely meet you halfway, but you have to be doing the work for yourself too. 
So the difference is like is between praying to divine masculine and praying to divine feminine is that when we pray to divine feminine, we just tell her all of our problems. And you can't live your whole life just praying to divine masculine, trying to control every detail of your life because you can't. You can't plan out all of 2020. You can't. And things will never go according to plan, no matter how airtight it is. And sometimes, like, no matter how hard you've worked for something or how bad you want press or whatever, it's just not happening. And, like, I did 40 days of affirmations. I did Kriyas around press. Still didn't happen. So what happens when you've done your best and it didn't work out or it seems like it's not going to work out and there's nothing else to do? That's when you surrender. So what is it right now? What's something that like you've been working on that hasn't seemed to really, it's like still very much at large for you. And you're like, you know, I've been saying for many months that, you know, I wanted to either expand my income or go traveling or buy this thing or pay off this thing. I've been saying for many months that I've wanted to do that. Um, and it's still not happening. So, you know, do I just have to accept that I don't get to have this? And that's a really great line of questioning to fall in to for yourself. How long has it been since I've not gotten, how long have I been asking for something and I've not gotten it? Am I okay with not having it? Am I okay with not having it? And you don't have to make yourself okay with not having it. That's like not what surrender is. If you really want it, it's because it also really wants you. Now, you won't be able to decide at what time it comes through for you in your life, like we don't, or how it's going to get there. But if you've really wanted something for a long time and it seems like that is just not going to happen, you've got to ask yourself, okay, well, let's bring in divine masculine. What is it that I need to do to make this happen? What is it that I need to do to make this happen? Now, if you see no options there, proceed to asking divine feminine if you see no options there but if you have seen if you do see some options there's some things that you know you should be doing or know you could be doing and you still haven't seen it like and you're still not doing it then that would be the time to bring integrity there before going on to divine feminine now here's a big uh caveat here a lot of times we we need to be, it's a paradox, right? So we, we can't just do one or now it's time for this or now it's, it's, it's really being fluid between them both because it's effort and surrender. It's really like such a paradox. Sometimes we don't know if there's something that we can do. So let's say I really, let's say that you were saying for a long time that you wanted to go from making five grand a month to 10 grand a month. It's been six months, nothing's changed. And you're like, well, I feel like I'm never, I feel like this is never going to happen. So you go to Divine Masculine and you're like, hey, I, um, you know, what's up with this? I've been saying that I've wanted to make this money for so long. Is there something that I'm missing here? And in that space, you know, we can bring in divine feminine. If we don't see any options, we can pray, please show me my options. Please show me my options. Please show me what it is that I want. And you've got to be open because it'll come in the form of business books. It'll come in the form of spiritual teachers. It'll come in the form of, you know, a, a, a news thing on the radio that you exactly needed to hear at that time. So sometimes it'll swing back and forth. So we would go to divine feminine. Hey, show me my options. Then you see some more options and we're back in divine masculine. So we're putting in the work. It's like, okay, cool. Please help me to understand this. Please show me how to put this into good work and use and all of that stuff. So, but then we get to points where like, no matter what we do, it's not working. So I got to this stage with my son's teeth where I was like, okay, you know, I was doing affirmations, I was visualizing, I was every possible supplement, every possible book, every possible research, everything. And I was like, why am I not seeing results? Like, this is so terrible. The solution came in the form of both divine masculine and divine feminine. So divine feminine was like, listen, baby girl, like this is not your fault. You need to stop blaming yourself. You need to stop obsessing about it. This is making the whole situation worse. This is what the problem is. But also you can, you can maybe do 10 times the amount of supplements. You can do 10 times the amount of dietary changes. You can do 10 times the amount of oil pulling and cleaning and all of that stuff. Like you can do more. 
And I had been like surrender, you know, working so much surrender stuff with my son's teeth because I didn't want to do more. I was like, look, I just don't want to be eating some like weird diet, having to eat supplements and stuff every day. Like, I just don't want it to be like that. I want my kid to be a kid. But it turns out in order for us to see results, like that's what it took. It took a lot more actual work than I thought it was going to. And it also took a fucking shit ton of crying my eyes out, surrendering and praying. So it's always both because divine feminine is not superior to divine masculine. We need them both. If we're so tapped into the lunar energy, if we're so tapped into our feelings, if we don't know how to like work our bodies and work our minds, then we're just laying there, you know, waiting for stuff to happen to us. And that's the downside of getting too, you know, you've got to make sure you're working your masculine and your feminine equally because you have to have them both. When divine feminine only is running business, like shit can get super fucking sloppy because people, there's many times where you need to be divine masculine to be like, excuse me, no, I'm not paying for that fuck you, I'm not paying for that. Wait, this isn't ready on time? Like, no, I love like everybody that I've gotten to work with and who has helped me, you know, whether it's do, doing my website or helping me out with some back stuff, stuff, different assistants and everything. But I've had to have as an employer, like tough conversations with people that work for me and be like, listen, this isn't ready on time or this isn't done or you really need to fix that or we can't ever do that again. And if I was so worried, if I was so tapped into the lunar energy of like, oh my God, well, what if they don't like me? What if I put their feelings? Like you've got to be, you, you can't skip out on authority in your life. You know, you do need that authority, but also softness Like you need them. You need them both. There's not one that's better than the other. So this hard work and surrender, I feel like I could talk about it forever because it is like. This is why we need teachers because how can you understand it unless somebody is telling you like, well, here's what it looks like for you. Here's what it looks like for you. So are you sure you've done everything that you can do? A lot of times there's, a, there's something that we can do. We just don't want to do it. We just don't want to do it. Like when I was first going through Reiner's teeth, I just didn't want to go to the dentist. I didn't want to take him to the dentist. Now, when I finally surrendered, it's fine. Okay, I'll take him to the dentist. When we took him to the dentist, they didn't have an option there for us anyway. But I had to like let go of that resistance because finding out that that the dental option was definitely not going to work. I'm like, no, you're not going to put my fucking 12-month-old under general anesthesia and yank all of his teeth out are you kidding me no that's fucking crazy i'm not going to do that so having that you know by doing the thing that i said i'm not willing to do i was able to fully recommit to the holistic path whereas before it was like well i'll try the holistic path and if it doesn't work out we'll take him to the dentist but this really like affirmed in me the faith like yes we can definitely do this on our own and we have and it's been awesome um but there's you're gonna have to do hard stuff in your life, especially if you wanna have your own business, especially if you wanna be your own boss, like you're gonna have to do hard stuff and you're gonna have to have difficult conversations and you're gonna have to put your foot down and you're gonna have to set boundaries. And if you're really concerned, you know, if you're too tapped into divine feminine, where like every conversation is a long conversation, every conversation is talking about the feelings and motivators that brought me to this point, nothing's gonna get done. And also you'll have to only do business with women because a lot of time men don't wanna hear that. And it doesn't, they're not wired to do it and they're not meant to because you're not meant to tell somebody your feelings about signing a lease. You just want to sign the fucking lease and make sure that there's no bullshit on it. You don't want to have a, a very emotionally charged female divine feminine conversation around getting a raise or firing somebody, like you have to just be able to do it. That's why I actually prefer to talk to people when it comes to things about money and stuff via text. Don't get emotional, tell me in a text, let's just look at it like this. So we have a clear written contract as we go, but also like, it's been something that's difficult for me about working with only women is because, and especially people that know that I'm spiritual is, you know, something won't get done and they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but like Mercury was in retrograde and I was also on my period. And, I, and I'm like, I literally don't give a shit though. Like I, you know, of course I want everybody to be happy, but when we're in business, like let's do business. Like, I don't care if something's not done, just tell me when it's going to be done. But don't tell me about like what, you know, emotional fucking constellation of things or preventing something from being done.
like we have to be able to move a little bit faster. But if we're only working divine masculine, we end up with this major fucking problem of the awareness that we've never been in control. That no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you have it planned out, no matter how much you're trying to control it, you can't control it. You can't control it. So let's say, for example, let me give you this in business terms. What was a... Okay, so I put together a workshop called Heartcore. And it was a lot of hard work for me to put together, but like more work than it usually was. The day, the day of the launch, I decided that I couldn't do it. I just was not inspired about it. It was going to have me booked out, me having to be online every day for the next 21 days. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to put my family through that. I didn't feel like having to be online every day. Like that fucking sucks. But I had taken it like as far as I could go, hoping that when it was all done, I would be like in the mood to do it. Hopefully, hoping that like when I saw the finished product that I'd be like, yes, okay, cool, I'm ready. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And so I had divine masculine my way, hard work, you know, and I was praying the whole time, show me how to do this, show me the inspiration, blah, 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 blah. But when it came down to it, I didn't sell a single workshop because I never launched that workshop. I might do it like in the future, but I never launched it then. All of this hard work and just zip, that was like a $20,000 launch and I just didn't do it. I was like, I, I can't do it because I wasn't feeling it. And so it's at that point that I was so fucking grateful for divine feminine because I'm like, look, I can't, con like, I can't control this. I tried so hard to make this happen because I wanted to have a product that looked like this to sell at this time. And I don't have that. And as a result, like all that income that I thought was also going to be coming in with that, like, I don't have that either. And I'm fucking stressed out and I'm miserable and I'm burnt out because I've spent the last weeks trying to like push an agenda that I don't know if I ever really wanted. I think I was just trying to like push it. And it's so subtle because like you never really, sometimes we just have to learn these lessons. Sometimes you'll learn way faster if you like make a mistake than if you do it perfectly. Like we can learn so much from making a wrong turn. But when I realized that no matter how much I tried to push my agenda, it simply wasn't going to happen. That's when I surrendered. And dude, surrendering feels like giving up. It does. It feels like giving up. So when I was surrendering my son's teeth, I was like, I felt like I was giving up on him because I thought that my extreme desire to control and protect and preserve and save was my love for him, was proportionate to the love I had for him. Like, I will work this hard to keep you safe forever. And to be faced with like, okay, it's not working and it's making me crazy, which is making me a bad mom, which is making his teeth worse, which is making like everything fucking difficult. I have to surrender this. And it was so hard for me to do because I was like, if I surrender this, it's like I'm giving up on my son. That's seriously what it feels like, which is why surrendering is always so tearful and sad for you and I. When I surrendered, that hardcore wasn't going to happen. I was like in tears because I had worked so hard for it and now it was just gone. But in the same instant, I felt relief. I felt relief. And I've got to say the first time that I ever felt the fullness of like relief was when I found my fiance dead. And I was totally, it was an instant acceptance. I accepted instantly that he was dead. I accepted, it took me a lot longer to accept that he was like never going to pay me back all the money he owed me. I'll be real honest about that or that we were never going to have kids. But I accepted in an instant that he was dead. And, and in that instant, I felt this huge wave of relief because I'd been so worried that he was going to die for like the last year. And, um, you know, at least he was dead and at least I didn't have to worry about it anymore. So when you surrender, you also feel like, yes, you've given it up, but doesn't it feel good to not be fighting so hard anymore? And it feels so good because we can't control the, we can control very little about what happens to us. We can control, you know, we have destinies and we have things that we came here to do that like you're going to do. There's no way out of it. Soulmates that you're going to meet experiences that you're meant to have because of literally why your soul 
came to earth. And if you're doing the work to live an aligned life to make sure these desires can come to you easily, putting yourself in the path of what it is that you want or like dressing for the job that you want, you know, that that's work. That's work to be in line with that, to make sure that you're in a place where you can receive the things that you want. Um, but as far as like controlling what happens to you, you can't control other people at all. Like there's, there's a lot of places divine masculine can't go. And it doesn't matter. This is like when people want to have love spells and stuff. I remember this one chick reached out to me and was like, there's gotta be a way to make this guy fall in love with me again. And I was like, don't you want to be with somebody that actually wants to be with you? And she's like, no, it has to be that guy. I was like, so you don't care about his feelings at all. Like he just has to be there with you. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And she was like all pissed at me that I wouldn't give her a love spell. I'm like, sorry, I'm not that kind of witch, dude. I don't do that fucking off-brand magic based in the, the desire to control, you know, because like it's not going to work. You can put a love spell on someone. Yeah, honey, you can put a potato in sugar water in a jar and stick it under your bed. And as it starts to go, grow roots, the person will start to grow feelings for you. And you'll notice that they're actually attracted to you, but it's going to with your head beyond belief because you won't know if they actually like you or if it's a potato in the jar and that potato in the jar will start to poison you and break your heart and the person's gonna leave you anyways like chances are all that happened when you put that fucking potato in the jar was that you started being more brash about putting your titties in somebody's face and be like yes I like, come to me and eventually they warmed up to you but they don't love you and that's not commitment and that's not partnership. That's your desire to control and manipulate somebody else, which actually doesn't work because one instance of that would negate the concept of free will for everybody. And so and when you think about how many of the things, yeah, maybe you want money right now, but dude, money, it, money gets old really fast. And then you start realizing that there's all kinds of things that money cannot buy that you cannot control. And whether you accept something or not, like that's happening. This person doesn't want to be with you anymore. Yeah, they're never, you guys are never going to be together. You're never going to get back together with this person. They're going to marry somebody else. You're never going to be with this person for the rest of your life. That's it. It's done. It's over. They're gone. Now, it doesn't matter how you feel about that. That's what's happening. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. That's the analogy of Sisyphus pushing the boulder. The greatest curse in life, the biggest pain in life is resisting what is currently happening. It's like pushing a boulder up the hill. And if we're trying to like only be in divine masculine, as we're trying to push this boulder, just refusing to accept that there is a boulder going downhill with the flow of the rest of life and that we're trying to stop it and we're losing terribly. Divine Masculine is like, well, let's just put something different on your vision board or let's try a different business strategy or work twice as hard and try and avoid a mental breakdown. You know, Divine Masculine is like, you can still control this and, and you can't, and you can't. And it's in those moments, you know, when you realize like this isn't working. No matter how hard I try to control this, this is not working. It's not working. Accepting that is, is surrender and it feels like giving up and you want to cry and stuff about it because you're just like, oh my God, I've worked so hard and what, sometimes I feel really stupid. I'm like, what is the universe laughing at me? Laughing at me, put together a 21 day fucking workshop, busting my ass. My son has 20 toothbrushes that I've tried to brush his teeth with. Is the universe just laughing at me while I'm trying to do this because it wasn't going to work anyways? No. These were all really valuable stepping stones. They taught me a lot, but actually at the end of the day, this is a, a place for surrender. When you've done your best, when you've done your best, it's time to surrender. Now you don't have to wait until things get really hairy to surrender. So let me show you some examples from my own life of how I make sure that I'm doing effort and surrender at the same time. And then if anyone has any questions, just go ahead and put it in the Q&A. Perfect, we're right on time here. So I pray to divine feminine whenever I feel like it, whenever I feel like it. So if I'm praying to divine masculine, it'll look like, please help me continue to have an improved relationship with my son's teeth. Please help me to, please show me the ways that 40 grand can come to me passively every single month. 
please show please help me to be patient please help me to be loving these are all divine masculine oriented prayers because sometimes i know a specific thing that i'm asking for sometimes i know a specific things that i'm asking for but other times like everything's going perfectly fine and i feel disgruntled and stifled and suffocated and like there's nothing that i can pray you know if i ask for anything there you know oh please let me move to upstate new york no i don't want to live in upstate new york i actually don't want that i hope it doesn't happen i hope i'm not running two houses at the same time with like but you know, like that's actually not what I wanted. And it's very comforting that like all of my prayers aren't answered, just the good ones, because it's never me, my temporal self that's actually making anything happen. It's my eternal self. And my eternal self is never going to give me instant gratification that would block perpetual joy. The universe is not going to let me, my eternal self is not going to let me settle for somebody less than I should have been with, settle for a house less than where I should be. And if it's not like, if it's not supposed to happen, you better believe all kinds of crazy shit will happen to get that person or that situation away from me. And if I'm attached to it, if I'm like, no, it has to be that when it has to be that person, it has to be that house, it has to be that job, then I'm going to be in a state of complete agony because whether I accept it or not, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's how it's going to be. There's no way around it. So when I'm praying to divine feminine, it's how I usually spend first thing when I wake up in the morning, I'm usually up a few breaths before everyone else. Um, and I'll pray to divine feminine. And I'll just be like, yo, you know, I'm feeling like this. There's so many things that I want. Like, I just want to feel like I'm super loved and I just want to feel like I'm super supported. And I have no idea how I'm going to make sense out of this stuff right now. And I feel a lot of anxiety about uh, maybe taxes next year. And sometimes I still want to slip into those old habits of, you know, obsessing about Reiner's teeth. And sometimes I want to be a grunt to my husband. And yeah, and that's just where I'm at today. That's how I pray to divine feminine. So when I pray to divine feminine, I'm opening up for a solution through the portal of acceptance. So when I say, instead of trying to like always have a business plan and present it to divine feminine, divine masculine and have everything go perfectly and shit like that. When I pray to divine feminine, I'm just letting my hair down and being like, I have problems that I can hardly even articulate. I have things I need help with that I can hardly even articulate. And I don't want to pray for the strength to get through this week. If I could just tell divine feminine, yo, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety about the amount of stuff that I have on the table for this week, just by saying that, because when we tell, when we talk to a mom, she knows everyone don't ever tell a mom what to do. Don't ever tell a mom what to do. I get so frustrated with Patrick when he tells me how to fucking change a diaper or throw something away or something like what the fuck i know how to do this you know no i'm not gonna put soup in the box like don't fucking tell me what to do like i know how to because i'm the mom and i've been doing this this whole time you just haven't seen it like and it's because you haven't seen all that i'm doing that you think you can come in here and boss me around and tell me what to do it pisses me off. It's the exact same way with divine feminine because she's always working on your behalf, but doesn't get the credit because the things that we assign credit to are like, Oh, that $15,000 paycheck came through. I'm so stoked about that. Thank you. Divine masculine. I asked for that and I got that, but like divine feminine, let's say that like you had maybe cancer that never manifested because you were intuitively led to change your whole diet, change your whole scene. And as a result, that cancer never manifested. So you don't know that you're saying, oh, thank you for keeping cancer from manifesting in my body because if it didn't manifest, you don't know about it and you don't give thanks for something you don't know about. And so Divine Feminine, when you come to her and you start telling her what to do, she's like, yo, fuck off, okay? Like, I know what you want. I know what you want better than you know what you want. My son thinks he wants a certain toy, but I've seen the world of Amazon and I've seen the world's kids' toy stores and I know there's things he wants that he doesn't know about yet because I know him that good. 
I was like, dude, I know what you want. You want a fucking hammer drill? I'm going to get you a construction truck that opens up and unloads like 30 mini construction trucks out of it. That's something that like did not exist in his comprehension. He couldn't comprehend that something like that exists. And it's my pleasure to be able to get that to him. But if my son was talking and was trying to divine masculine me and was like, get me this exact thing. Think about it like getting a really shitty tattoo. You're hope, hoping that somebody will be in. Don't get this fucking stupid tattoo, dude. Seriously, trust me. I know you want it, but you haven't seen like a good tattoo. Wait, let me bring you a tattoo that you're actually going to like. So like that's the power that divine feminine has is to be able to fix the problems that we can't articulate for ourselves and bring us what we don't know we want. And divine feminine is the ultimate truth of the universe because look, if you're meant to have it, it's going to be that way. And if you're, if you're holding on to things that aren't supposed to be in your life, they will be taken away from you. And if you don't know how to surrender in those moments and be like, I trust that this is happening for a good reason. I'm willing to accept that like this is a good thing, that this $20,000 dry well is a good thing, that this person not wanting to be with me is a good thing. If you can have acceptance and surrender in moments like that, I worked really hard for this workshop. I thought it was going to be a $10,000 launch. It was a $700 launch. I'm willing to see that this is a really good thing. And you meet obstacles with gratitude because you're like, look, divine feminine is at work here. But when we pray to divine feminine in moments like those, because you don't have to like be faced with some shitty news and just go and suffer by yourself. It's in times like that where it's so good to go and speak to divine feminine because you're like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and she can, you just tell her all of your problems. And when we tell the universe all of our problems without telling them how we need them fixed. We first of all come into an absolute state of acceptance because for so long we're usually trying to avoid just saying that things are not the way that we'd like them to be. So when I like I was surrendered but I wasn't really praying to divine feminine that much because I was just in like turbo surrender mode like extra lazy. And but when I did when I did finally pray to divine feminine about it I was like yo my income is so much lower than it used to be. And I was having a lot more fun when I was making four times as much money. And I just want to have fun like that again. But also I want to see how I can make that money come in easily all the time. Like that's when I was able to pray like that to divine feminine and just be honest. Look, I'm super grateful. I'm super grateful for the 10 grand that rolls in passively every month. I'm super grateful for that. But also like, I want to have more fun. Like I want to be able to save more. I want to be able to just have money in like my savings account. I want to feel like I'm really supported. I want to feel, and you can tell divine feminine, like how you want to feel as much of that as you want, how you want to feel. I want to feel respected. I want to feel res supported. I want to feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I want to feel like the universe is completely at my back. You know, you can get clear about all that and she can bring it to you in very many unexpected ways. So is there a time for divine masculine? Is there a time for divine feminine? Yes, absolutely. But which time is what? Like that's something that you have to explore with yourself because only you know what your best is. So like divine feminine, let me think about a really simple way to put this. Speak to divine masculine when you know exactly what you want. Speak to divine feminine when you have no idea how to fix this problem, when you have no idea what you want. When you think you know exactly what you want and you're so attached to it that you feel like if it doesn't happen, you're going to lose faith in God altogether, talk to divine feminine. Explain to her how you're feeling. I feel super defeated. I feel like I won't be happy unless I get this thing. Now, if you know exactly what it is that you want, thank you, divine feminine, for showing me what it is that I want. So that's a good one, too. If you don't know what you want, Tell Divine Feminine, I just feel like I have no goals. I just feel like there's nothing that's really drawing me. Please, you know, show me what it is that I want. So she serves the ball back to Divine Masculine. She's like, you want a job with location independence. She's like, Divine Masculine, I want a job with location independence. Please show me what I have to do to get a job with location independence. Please show me what it is that I've got to do. Divine Masculine gives you a to-do list. You do that. 
there's nothing left on the to-do list, you go back to Divine Feminine. But we pray every day, and I would like you to be praying every day, especially when you go solo in January before we come back in February. So explore both of these, you know, maybe even be like, I'm going to do divine masculine one day. I'm going to do divine feminine the next day. If you're doing this Kriya, which I'm thinking about starting to do again, every time you have the right arm up, you can talk to divine masculine. Every time you have the left arm up, you can talk to divine feminine and switching back day for day, but just making sure that, that both of these are a practice for you. And I've been doing this for so long that like it is a practice for me. Um, another way that you can really make sure to free up the resistance and be in a state of surrender is to, you know, ask every single day, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? And those are from A Course in Miracles. And every time you ask those questions, the answers show up. You would also, I also love saying like, bring me who you would have me serve today. Bring me who you would have me serve today. And whatever that is, like, so be it. When I'm done asking for something, I say, you know, may it be, may it be for the highest good of all those concerned. A, a non-resistance, equally divine masculine and divine feminine prayer would be like, please let me see all my options. And when I'm praying for other people, I always pray that for them, please let them see all their options. And that's it because I don't know what's right for them. Like I have no idea what's right for them in their lives. But if I say, please let them see all their options and, and to choose the right one filled with, you know, certainty that they're making the right choice. That's how I pray for other people. But there's no, you're not trying to choose, okay, well, should I just pray to divine feminine or should I just pray to divine masculine? It's like, no, you really, really need to have them both. But it's a lot easier for us like right now masculinity even though people are like ah you know it's like the female movement the masculine a lot of women think that being a strong woman is being a masculine woman so i would say if you've never had experience praying to divine feminine doing practices like tapping or journaling are also both great ways to talk to divine feminine that's heart work all heart work and then third eye work would be more connected to divine masculine but a lot of us just want power and credit power and credit, success, fame, recognition, all of these like masculine things. And so as a result, we're kind of defaulted to only ever asking divine masculine for stuff. Here's my plan, show me how to make it happen. And it's really important that we have an equal dexterity when it comes to surrendering what it is that we want, saying, I don't know what I want, please show me what it is that I want. Please help me to feel the way that I wanna feel. So. Does anyone have any questions? I'll just outline in the new book that Ali and I are working on together. There'll be a detailed Yamaya ritual. But if you would like to, Yamaya is my favorite divine feminine archetype. She's also my mother. So we have a very, very close connection, her and I. That's why I asked for ocean water on my, on my wish list. If you're keeping an altar to Yamaya, what you're going to want is a beautiful jar or vase, but something with a lid on it, even if it's just lightly on it, of salt water, sea salt, ideally ocean water, but if not, you can use sea salt. You're going to want white flowers on your altar. This is very Ifa, so it's a lot more by the, you know, most of my traditions are walking traditions, but I kept an uh, Yamaya altar for 120 days and I cried, cried, cried my eyes out when I had to leave it in Austin because we were hitting the road and it wasn't my uh, vase to begin with. But so yeah, salt water in there, white flowers on your altar, never let them get brown and you have to tie them with a blue ribbon. Every single day you tell Yamaya all your problems. You don't ask her for anything. You don't tell her anything. You just tell her all of your problems. Can take five minutes but watch what happens do this for 40 days and watch everything shift because chances are you've been defaulted to surrender your whole life now how to make sure you're not in too much surrender do a kundalini kriya with it do a kundalini kriya do something that takes will and then pray to divine feminine afterwards do something specific you know if you want to have more wealth in your life then do a kundalini kriya when you do that kundalini kriya for wealth specifically work hard there work hard there and when you bring your arms down and you're done, you tell divine feminine all of your problems. There's no reason why you can't do the two at once. But that's basically praying to divine feminine in a nutshell. You just tell her all of your problems. And honestly, you know, I could do this lecture in two years and be like, uh, you know, maybe I feel completely different about it. But this is the best information that I have up to this date.
and it's not enough to just surrender. I've really tried to push it and see. I, I think if you knew what true surrender really exactly meant for you and you were able to like feel that vibration precisely, exactly, then I would say, okay, yeah, maybe you could just surrender. But because I do this work all the time and I still don't know, like I'll think that I'm being in surrender mode, but actually I'm just being lazy. Um, and now I really like the combination of a Kundalini Kriya with my meditation and divine feminine practice, because at least that I know that I'm hitting both, but it's very easy for me to get lazy about stuff. I have a kid, I have hobbies, it's very easy for me to be like, fuck it, you know, fuck everybody. I don't care if I never get one more follower. I'm just going to like go live in my pottery studio now. Um, definitely a temptation for me. So I find that by doing the two together, I really, uh, I really feel like I'm, I'm checking all my boxes. So cool. So it seems like nobody has any questions. I want to thank you all so much for being on this call today. We have Q&A next Friday. Super excited about that. You know, it's okay to it's okay to work hard. It's okay to work hard. Like I've worked really 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 hard to be where I am, but there's been a lot of moments where I was at a wall and there was nothing else that I can do. And if you don't know how to hit that wall without completely going to pieces, like life will be very sad for you. So you have to be able to say like sat nam when things are going so good. And when things are going so bad, be like sat nam, like thank you for this obstacle, no matter what it is, I'm grateful. But also like knowing that there is something you can do when there's nothing else you can do and that is to actually verbally with your mouth be like i surrender this please help me to surrender this <laughs> please help me to surrender this please help me to let this go and uh and honestly like because surrender does feel like giving something up this might be very emotional for you every time you surrender a big thing like that could be the case. And it also might not be, but you don't have to wait until things are totally, you know, until it's fucked to, to surrender. Like you can always be in the state of surrender by ending your prayers with, you know, we'll let it be for the highest good of all of those concerned and, and stuff like that. All right, Satnam, thank you all so much for being here. This is a, not an easy one to teach, but I hope that this was made clear for you. And if you're trying to decide for where you are right now, like, am I supposed to effort or am I supposed to surrender? Well, ask yourself, like, have I done my best? Is there any more steps I can take? But if you're suspicious of like whether you should surrender or not, maybe try going to Divine Feminine first. And just when you hear yourself saying your problems, you might re realize that there's something there that you really could do. So, and that should shift things around. Try both of them. Don't pick one more than the other. See what happens. And uh, yeah, I will see you next week for Q&A. Satnam, bye.